Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is creating a home sacred space. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. I'm Pastor Amanda Zanzalo, and I serve as the pastor of Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so where does this idea come from? Well, we are in the midst of the coronavirus. It is March of 2020. Yep. And all of the churches in the area have pretty much been closed. The facilities have been closed. Yep. We know that churches are not buildings. Churches are people. And at the same time, we know that having sacred space to go to and to visit is very important in our world and especially in times of difficulty. Yep. And right now, our buildings are closed. Yep. And it's definitely a time of difficulty for many. Absolutely. And to be clear, we're at the kind of front end of the beginning of the virus here, and it's going to get harder Yeah. And so as I've been thinking about this this week and I had a day off and as I was thinking about what we could create in order to make some coping skills, create some tools to be able to get through this next year together, this is one of the things that I came up with. Okay. So what kind of space are we talking? Are we talking a cupboard, a table, a particular room itself? Yeah. Yeah. Those are all great ideas. Okay. (laughs) Really, it can be anything. Any kind of a spot where you are intentionally creating some sacred space. And yes, it might be a cupboard in your household, or it could be a table, or it could be a, a shelf set up in a corner. There's all kinds of different capacities and different ways that we could set it up in. Really, it depends upon your intention. And I have some ideas about some tricks and tips that might help. Okay, so if you have sort of found a nook or an area, how would you start going about creating this space? Well, a couple of things. One of the things I think is important when you're trying to identify where you want to put something like this is I think it would be really helpful to have it somewhere that you could see it kind of regularly. Okay. So maybe not in the guest bedroom with the door closed. (laughs) Okay. Unless you want a space where individual family members could go and be present in this space on their own, in which case that's a beautiful idea. But you really want to create a space where it can be interacted with easily. Not only that it can be seen easily, but maybe even that you could touch it easily, or you could smell what comes from it easily. Something that makes it so it's accessible. So you're talking about more than like just a cross on the wall or something like that. Totally. I'm talking about something that's interactive. Okay, so you found a spot, be it a cupboard, a shelf, a mantle, a corner. Mm -hmm. What kind of things would you recommend putting there? All kinds of different things can go there. And in fact, if you look on Pinterest, you can even find ideas. Oh, really? Oh, totally. (laughs) Home altar ideas or sacred space ideas are absolutely all over. And think about how we have used refrigerators in the past or our mantles, right? With pictures and images and all of those things. We've done these things in the past. We're just being intentional about it right now. Intentional and intentionally religious or just a space for things? I think a space for things. For some people, it will be intentionally religious. 
And for some people, it will be a space perhaps for intentional good things. Okay. And that's perfect. Really what we're looking for is a space to hold hope and a space to hold grief. Okay, so a space for joy and grief. So you're talking like pictures that bring you joy and also memories? I think I almost want to clarify. I don't know that I think that it will necessarily be joy. Okay. I think it'll be hope. Oh, okay. I don't think that those things are necessarily the same. I think that sometimes hope brings joy. Sure. But hope is something that it is a choice and it's something that we work toward. It's something that gives us the strength we choose to hope. And I think that in this time where there will be a lot of grief, oh, sure. it's important to also have a way to remind ourselves to choose hope. So some examples of sure. some things that might be helpful to put into this kind of a space. Think about how you can play with the senses. So things that you can see, things that you can touch, things that you can smell. Okay. So it's not a hands-off, put it on a shelf don't touch it, don't look at it, and certainly don't take it off because that's sacrilegious. <laughs> I think that you can set up a space like that. Okay. I think that there are plenty of examples of like, for example, Orthodox kind of corner shrines that are beautiful. Christian Orthodox often have a space in the east side of a corner of a room where there are icons of those who are important in that corner and you don't necessarily interact a lot with that. You interact some with that for sure. But maybe you don't necessarily interact as much as I'm pondering. One thing that you could do with the kind of sacred space I'm thinking of is something that you could touch and, and feel, whether you have a rock or if you have some fabric that reminds you of a person or a thing. Sometimes if it's a piece of fabric that someone wore, you okay. might and be able to smell them, right? You could have uh, incense or you could have a flower that was picked outside that was the person's favorite flower, perhaps. I'm thinking, you know, of course, of the people that we're thinking of right now, mm -hmm. either who are sick or who have died, and that this gives an opportunity, particularly because we won't be gathering for funerals or for worship services right now very much, that this would be an opportunity to create a space where you can kind of interact with the memories of them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were an amazing baker. And so putting a fresh loaf of bread there for a little while to cool would be an awesome way to honor them and then to eat that bread at dinner with your family and remember them, right? Like it's a beautiful interactive kind of a space, but something you can see, something you can maybe smell, something you can touch. And then it tastes a little harder because then, you know, you're not putting it back down mm -hmm. once you've tasted it. That's you know, maybe if you're on your own, but maybe not in a family situation. So maybe not taste. But one of the things I think that's important is something that is alive. Oh, okay. Whether it is a live flame, so a candle, or alive with the current of electricity. So maybe you put a lamp or sparkle lights. Okay. Or maybe you put a plant and some kind of growing thing on that space. But even in these places where we hold the grief, to have a thing that is hopeful, something that is alive and vibrant and moving and radiant, 
that can help us to remember that there is more yet to come. Excellent. Okay, so this space, depending on who's in your house and in our current situation, who's quarantined with you, Mm -hmm. people can bring different things that mean something to them or is it got to be agreed upon by the group? That's a great question. I think that's going to be different for every family or group context if you're living with friends. I think that you could have a space that is just yours if you set it up in your own space and designate it as such to everyone. But if you share it together, I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. Okay. I think it's a conversation that is worth having to say, what would you bring? Or yes, you might want to bring a Coca-Cola bottle because that reminds you of your summers with your grandpa, but really that is not going to last there for very long. So please don't put a breakable object on there right now, right? Like you could have all kinds of conversations, but it will also give opportunity to tell each other stories sure. about why that item would matter to be in that sacred space, right? You aren't necessarily always going to have the chance to hear what your five-year-old nephew, who you happen to be quarantined with, thinks or remembers about something. But this is a chance to make the time to hear the stories. Excellent. Okay, you're talking about using these things in specific situations. Let's talk about those particular situations. One of them that you mentioned was funerals. Is there anything more you want to add to that? Well, I think that there are lots of different ways that you could honor this. Certainly right now, what is on my mind is the recognition that we will not be able to honor the dead among us in the same way that we have in the last Sure. Well, and this is something that is changing for us anyway. And we talked about it in one of our very first episodes that we've done. And I think this is adding an extra layer of difficulty for a lot of people, especially the older generation, because I know my mother very specifically has said she has a hard time when she can't go view a body. That's going to be more and more difficult in the coming months. Yes. And in some places it will be banned. Sure. That's the kind of difficulty that we're going to be having And so it's important, I think, that we figure out tools. It won't make it easier. No. This is not a solution. This is a tool. Sure. I think photos are an obvious way to start. Absolutely. And finding the photos and frankly, who has them printed now? (laughs) (laughs) No one. Right? I mean, that's a thing is to know how to get a photo from our screens to somewhere that we could see it. So it's not a bad thing to figure out, do I have a copy of their last life touch directory photo that they mailed me? I don't know. Well, I'm going to offer this up to those. One of the most recent gifts we've given to my mother for her birthday was a photo frame that you could actually push photos into. And if you have the capability for something like this, some sort of a digital photo frame is an excellent way to do this. That's a really brilliant idea. And that would allow it to kind of scroll through the different photos. Really nice. The other side of this then is getting to celebrate the things that are worth hoping for. And that idea of having uh, pictures that you could send to a scrolling kind of thing, you could combine that remembering and that hopefulness together because you could send pictures of the next generation doing awesome things and in the same way that you see the pictures of those we've lost or someone that you have lost in the past you could see pictures of those who are coming 
and their joys in the midst of all of this. So that would partner really beautiful, that kind of sacred loss and holy longing portion of these kinds of spaces. That's really cool. Okay, so in addition to something where you're mourning a loss of some kind, what other uses would you find? I'm thinking people who are changing houses or babies or anniversaries and whatnot. I think that you could totally use these kinds of spaces to celebrate those things, whether it's a new baby within your family that you haven't been able to meet yet. And so maybe intentions that you have for that child or promises you're making for that child or If you're putting together gifts, it could be like building a Christmas tree over time, right? (laughs) Sacred intentions for the new life. You could place there all kinds of different things in that way. And I know some folks who do use a sacred space within their home to very much call in the things that they're praying for, the things they hope for and the things they long for. So drawings of a life that they hope for or paintings that remind them of great moments of joy, pictures of places you want to visit someday. We talk a lot about maybe intention boards where Mm -hmm. people hodgepodge intention boards together with like, here's the Eiffel Tower and here's the blah, 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 because I'm going to go there someday right? All those kinds of things. You can take those to that holy sacred space and let that be a part of that holy longing, that looking forward to the future that you are working toward. It's all fair game. Okay. Is this something that should be blessed at some point, at some way, or can you bless it yourself? You can bless it yourself. Okay. You do not have to have any kind of authoritative religious individual who comes and does the blessing for you. You can hold your hands over it and say, God, be present in this space, or simply by spending time there and letting it become a sacred space, then it it takes on that sacred nature within your family. So don't doubt your own capacities to bless and create holy space. You don't need professional people for that. Okay. One thing I think that you have to be aware of if you choose to add this in. For me, adding in something like water is important Okay, because I lean into baptism so much in my own understanding. With that, you have to tend to your holy space. Okay. Just like if you put a candle there, you can't just leave it burning. No, open flames, not so good. Right. Or fresh flowers. Either you need to tend to them to keep them alive or you need to replace them. I was thinking more of a plant myself. And then you could kind of do two at once with the living thing and the water element as well. Perfect. If you have standing water, you need to clean that out. (laughs) And if you have standing water, you need to be aware that if you have a cat or something like that, they might come and enjoy it. So be aware that standing water is not necessarily a very clean thing. And so be wise with that. Sure. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. I'm assuming here that you have a similar space in your own home. Do you have a favorite part of that? I actually don't have a space like this in my home. I think it's something that I will be creating, but I have not had it because my office has been so much that. Oh, that makes sense. Or the sanctuary where I spend my time. But one of the things that I have from my years of gathering little items is a cross that hangs on the wall that you can put water into. Okay. 
And it's like the Jewish item that goes on the door frames where you can touch it for prayer on your way in and out as you enter and exit a Jewish household. This is a small thing for water to go in and out and to mark yourself with the cross as you go in and out of a space. And that is one of my favorite items that I think as all of this continues, I will likely be pulling back out. That means I have to pay attention to the standing water. This is what made me think of that comment (laughs) earlier. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about creating home sacred spaces. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And we pray that you are all okay out in this wide world. Please take care of yourselves. Stay home. Wash your hands. And feel free to be in touch with us. You can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org and find us on Facebook. And until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.